Startup Showcase. I'm your host, Scott Katoon. What a beautiful Saturday. I know it's not as hot as it has been. I like it hot weather, but uh, this is great. I was just walking in um, and just thinking, like, my God, Chicago is a beautiful city. Also, speaking of uh, things that are in the studio that I haven't seen in a while, Ashley. I know. What's up? I know. It's been so long. I like. I feel like I don't even know you anymore. I know. It's been so long. And then we, you had Sammy for a little bit yep. here. But Sammy now, was great. He's, he's, he's on the uh, road to recovery. He's, he's mending currently. Yeah. I mean, I talked to him today on FaceTime. He's looking good. He's got a couple of gashes on his head. And for the listeners that don't know, Sammy got in a bad accident last week on Friday. Yeah. But he's doing good. So He's a resilient a person. There was There was no... No doubt that I'm actually kind of surprised he's not here. <laughs> like I know, he just like you, you can't be here, sir. Yeah, he said to me, he's like, I'll probably be there next week, so I'll let you know. I'm like, all right, dude, take as much time as you need. But if Sammy. you want to come, I back. hope he's listening. This is this would be if there were an hour of the show that he would listen to. It would be this one. I feel. I know, like. right? I yeah, like. <laughs> he was listening to Hockberg, so oh well, I wouldn't be surprised. Maybe he's working on home improvement stuff at the house. There Who you knows? go. Hockberg's the guy. Time. <laughs> uh, so what's new with you? I feel like we haven't caught up in forever. What what kind of things have you been up to? We've been talking. I don't know if you listened to the show since you've been gone uh but we do a lot of talk about uh media and media tech and shows and things that we're watching so i'm also start off with you normally john mcdermott joins me on the show for this but uh what have you been watching what have you been doing during your quarantine I'm actually up. you're gonna be proud of me i just watched for the first time ever and finished silicon valley oh and i understood a lot of the things that were going on because i've worked with you for the past two years i was like man i actually know what that is i know what we're doing <laughs> So I was like, wow, this is crazy. And then I actually downloaded Robin Hood, but I don't know enough about it. Like, I've been trying to... Start slow. Slow, right. Yeah. But I was like, you're going to be proud of me. This is... It's so funny. I uh, So I... My... Daughter Vivian turned one on uh, Thursday. I saw that. The pictures were so cute. She's adorable. Um, <clears throat> so what we did was... Uh, she can't read, as you can imagine. Uh, so what we did was... We, have a, we got an email address for her, and we both wrote letters to her. And in my letter, I was like, I'll keep this short because we haven't had a whole lot of one-on-one talks yet. (laughs) Um, Well, other than me reading stock and crypto quotes on Robinhood, I wrote in the email, in parentheses though, uh, Robinhood, just for reference, was a very popular ETF uh, self-directed investing app. Because I just assume that by the time she opens this and can read it, Robinhood will have been acquired by TD Ameritrade or something. You won't even know what it is and be like, what's Robinhood? Now we just talk about it all the time. So you're you're downloading Robinhood app. Are you are you going to invest in anything? Are you just chilling with it or what are you doing? Um, my dad works in a bank. Okay. So I had to go through some steps to be able to be approved to be able to invest. So oh, that's right. Yeah. Because you have trading. to say you have a... Yep, yep, right. Yep. Like he's a stockbroker. He does all that kind <clears> of yeah. stuff. So... I just finally got all that stuff approved. The paperwork's good because in the beginning of the app, they ask if you're related yeah. to. Or I've never actually thought of that because I've never really thought of like the handful of people who have to answer yes to that. Right, and my mom was like, "You should have said no because how much are you going to really make?" And I was like, "Mom, you never know." What I mean, I make Dad's million? in the business. I can I make a ton of money, and then all of a sudden, Dad's going to jail. I know. And- right? I'm like, I can't do that. But she was like, "You're probably not going to make a lot." And I was like, "Have some hope for me." <laughs> so we went through all the paperwork after talk. She was like, "Yeah, you should do it. You know, be legal about it." I was like, for sure, absolutely. Yeah, don't good be mom. crazy, mom. Be- yeah. She. Be I don't legal. think she understood because she's not super into tech. She doesn't understand like Robinhood is not just some silly little. Maybe game. she is, and she 
just wants your dad to go away. You know, I mean, like, I, I know people who that's the case. But I, I feel like she just didn't understand that this is like a real pl- way to yeah. invest your money and to actually see your investments grow and watch the market. So once I kind of showed her the app, she was like, oh, yeah, definitely put yes. What the heck? So this is this is actually an organic conversation that is something that I had written down as like something to talk about in the show. So for all the people listening, this is not just a waste of time. <laughs> I actually uh, would love to go through a conversation with you on this because this is how I got started into it. So I wasn't like, I obviously know startups and I know investing in startups, but that's totally different. You're betting on canned air for the most part. Like there's no metrics that are of any real significance. There's no real trends other than, you know, this market's popping or this app is trending as like people like video apps, whatever. On the market, there are actual quarterlies. There are real trends. There's real signals and indicators that like make a difference into when you should buy, when you should sell, uh, calls, puts, et cetera options, different things. Robinhood is particularly unique because, and this is, I think within the last three months they opened this, it wasn't the case from the beginning. Uh, ETF, which means you can just put a dollar amount in and buy per, a percentage of shares of an individual of share. So like it's not, you know, in the beginning of Robinhood, it was like if you wanted to buy one share of Amazon, it's going to cost you 2000 bucks plus, whatever it is. Now you could buy $30 of Amazon. So you don't have to buy an entire share. You can just buy a fraction, okay. which is like, takes a lot of pressure off of a new a new trader you don't have to worry about everything now you know you're going to lose out a little bit on the percentages because you're buying not in real time like the actual institutional traders they're trading on like margin they're they know every single second what the price is and they can bid low and high it's like very it's like if you're doing millions of dollars those little percentages add up but if you're just doing a hundred dollars or a thousand dollars it's not that big a deal what i would recommend is there's an app, and it's a company from Chicago called Top Step Trader. They were on my podcast. For If you're listening to this, you should check out the podcast. It's actually a really good one because they made it. It was like trading for dummies. That was the basically the show. Which I need. I'm, I needed I'm it so too. brand new to this. They changed like- my... I've made... I'm like thinking I got to count. It was like maybe 30, 30 grand this year, wow. like on mostly on Tesla, but like on... Tesla Snap and a handful of other stocks, which, by the way, this is all through apps. This isn't me like, I'm like Davey retail trader. Like, this is not like pro stuff here. I just kind of use the, you know, Y charts to chart my stuff out in Robinhood and M1 and buy stuff, whatever. So anyway, I had the guys from Top Step in and they had just launched an app on the app store called Blue Chip. And I think it's like BLX Chip is the, like, the whatever, the, the actual name when you download it. What it lets you do is build out all the companies that you want to invest in, and it gives it points, and the points are kind of affixed to the market's actual dollars. So you don't win, you don't wage your money. You just put points in, and you can win, you know, I don't know, a car, you can win, you know, shirts, hats, clothing, trips, food, whatever. And it enables you to, in real time, with some a minor amount, but some degree of value affixed to what you're doing, learn what the market looks like. So what I did was, literally after the guy left the show, I was like, I am 100% going to try this. I downloaded it. I played for maybe three months on blue chip, bought and sold stocks for three months looking at it, trying to figure out. I kept scoring really high and I was like, all right, like I really need to put real money into this. But if I was in the middle or I felt like I was losing or I wasn't understanding it, I would have just stayed on it and it's not real money. So I would recommend if you really dig it, and it's like very much like Robinhood, the way that it interacts, I'd recommend downloading Blue Chip 
sign up for it. There might be a pay now. I'm not even sure. It's not a lot. And learn how to trade before you actually put real money in. Then go to Robinhood and you can put a couple hundred in, put a thousand in. The other thing about uh, Top Step that's really cool is if you do really well, they can actually bring you on to Top Step Trader and they give you money to invest for them and then you, you oh, split the profits. That's very interesting. That's a cool uh, marketing strategy for people. Right? Like, well, I'll give you a little something if you work your magic. Yeah. People are and really and, good that, and for them, it's like free traders. Right. Because they basically go out and they watch people who are performing and like, oh, you're doing a really good job. Like, would you, would, here's $1,000 for your money. account. Wow. Here's real money. That is so cool. And I think this is a very important conversation to have because with everything that's been going on in this world, our markets are crazy. They're either really low or they're going up. Whatever is going on, it's just, it's very volatile. Oh my God. Especially now for anyone that's looking to invest, now would be a great time to do it because the markets are so low. They are creeping back up, but they're not where they were. Yeah. I mean, so we had, we had hit all time highs. S&P had basically recovered as of mid last week, everything that it lost in the beginning, which when you factor in, there's like 36 million unemployed people, probably more than that, but that's the number. That's insane. Right. Like, it's insane that the market is not bottomed out. And honestly, I had cash on hand at the time. I kind of wish it did bottom out because I would have bought everything and wrote it back up again. Right. We went down like 6.5% on the S&P, closing out on Friday. It was not so great. Um, we'll see. I honestly, week to week, I have I stopped doing the weekly update on it because I don't have, I have no insight into what's happening because it, it the if you ask anyone who's in the know the indicators are just like woo, woo, they're like all yeah, over the place like there's right. nothing like you it doesn't make sense any pattern that you're used to is completely different now because of the way society has changed over the past couple of months so on that point and this is kind of interesting and you're you're not part of the problem i think you're part of the solution but this is a complete aside actually there's enough here we should take a break Got we'll it. come right back and pick up on the robin hood uh, effect on the market right now because it's a real thing. So we'll be back right after this. All right. Uh, we had a, what we're going to do here is uh, people are interested in hearing more about this top step trader. It's a good one. First off, it's a Chicago based company. So check that out. I will, uh, I'm actually doing it right now as we talk. I will pull up the podcast on top step on my website, which is technory.com and share it on at Katoon on Twitter. If you go there, you will see that. Uh, I will do that sometime during the show. So for those of you who are looking for it, I, I highly recommend it. And to be totally honest, like I said to you before to Ashley, uh, just download the app. I think it's a free startup, free free download, and then after that, you have to pay if you get like super into it. Uh, I learned so much about it because it literally is it's the closest thing to real trading I've ever seen without real money and the fact that there are stakes, there are points, you're competing against other people. It's kind of like for those of a certain age in high school who had the uh, the challenge, the market stock market challenge where we all got a team uh, of fellow students and you basically pick stocks and wrote it out for the for the semester and the winner got i don't know they got to go home early or something i have no idea <laughs> Pizza I party i didn't win i just remember sitting there objecting me like if i was gonna buy all these stocks i would trade them so why would i why would i buy these stocks and have to ride them for a semester like i would i would be doing this daily and they were like well that's not how this works and i was like well this is a problem <laughs> i remember when i did that in my economics course that we took we did it with the real stock market where you watched how it went up and how much money you would make. And I remember thinking at the end of this, I was like, why didn't I just invest real money? Yeah. Because I just did this whole class and I realized I made 10 grand or whatever it was by the end of the course. It's like, I could have had this in real money. Obviously, the school's not going to make you invest in your yeah. real money. But I was telling Although my parents, Although there are now schools like, that do. There do are schools really? actually that, oh. that pool school money 
into it, and then they they're like, I don't know how the the proceeds go to charity or something, but like oh, you wow. can use real money. I think Yale is one of them that does it. Their uh, their endowment management is something of legend. But oh, yeah. Wow. Um, so what we were talking about before the the break was the Robin Hood phenomenon, and this is a really fascinating story. And I think people, if you're interested in this, you should definitely look it up uh, because it's it's completely. I mean, as far as I can tell, it's completely legit. Uh, there's a story my fellow classmate from Medill. Shanelli Bosick wrote a story about this in Bloomberg um, about um, if you are followers of Barstool Sports, you know the person who is El Presidente, who is uh, Dave Portnoy, who also is famous for the pizza reviews. And Dave Portnoy sold um, a good portion of Barstool to Penn National, which is a publicly traded company that owns, um, you know, it's basically a gambling company, uh, sports betting and bookmaking. And he's worth like a hundred million now. Okay. And he tells everybody that. So in quarantine, he's bored. He can't do anything like the rest of us. And him being like the world's foremost internet troll, he created a segment called Davy Day Trader. And he basically put like five million bucks in a trading account and live streams on Twitter as he moves money around back and forth. And most of the stuff he says is completely asinine. Uh, He's one of those guys who, like I said, he's just like the world's foremost troll. I love him, by the way. I'm making fun of him. I love him. He is a genius. And I mean that literally with complete respect because I don't want him to troll me. Um, but he'll say crazy things like stocks only go up. They only go up because he's like picking all these crazy tech stocks and like the market makes no sense right now. And for the last 10 weeks, it's made no sense. Like you'll come out with a report. Everything should go down. It goes back up. And then he'll buy and it like goes down a little bit. He says nothing. They buy again, goes back up. And there's all these theories. If you talk to any of the talking heads, there's, uh, I believe in the Bloomberg article, they refer to him as the millennial uh, Jim Cramer. So if anyone watches Jim Cramer, he goes ballistic on, uh, was it CNBC? And people buy and sell stocks because Jim Cramer thinks it's legit. And he's a smart guy, but Davy Day Trader is zero experienced trader up until 10 weeks ago. He is the world's foremost troll and built a cool company in Barstool Sports, no question about it. Uh, Say what you will about whether you think it's gross or cool, that's a different story. The guy doesn't know anything about trading in general. He's crushing it. Now, he could be lying, so let's assume for the sake of this that he's not lying. So he goes on and has grown over 10 weeks, Davy Day Trader, to over a million followers. And it is millions of impressions every single day. And when one of the analysts looked at the stock market... From, I, I want to say it was either December or January. He said the number of traders that are retail, which is you and I, essentially, non-institutional traders, that were on the trading platform moving more than $10,000 around, had nearly doubled over the last 10 weeks. And so the theory goes that Davy Day Trader literally, and this is like a big conversation for the future of of everything. This is why I wrote a piece in, on my website, Technori, that about the fake news and, and all of the, like the how do we really look at social media? It's because of this. The stock market is artificially inflated for a whole lot of reasons, but in particular, there are believers out there that think that millions of millennials have downloaded Robinhood and started following Dave Portnoy's Dave, Davey Day Trader and are funneling money into stocks that like previously had like almost no value. Like one of the stocks site is CanTrust. They have like 
10,000 new investors in CanTrust. They filed for bankruptcy like the first week of quarantine. And they're still getting a ton of investment because all these newbies are coming into the place like cheap stock, cheap stock, cheap stock, whatever Davy says. And so in a lot of ways, people like you and I who are playing on the app, it's like the, the markets are just completely haywire because a, a number, like millions of people who never invested before are now like throwing mil- billions of dollars into the market. It's completely I, insane. I was talking to my cousin and uh, he's a, a couple years younger than me. I'm only 23, turning 23. I'm 22. But he was on Robinhood and I was like, oh, you have Robinhood app? And he was like, yeah, I just downloaded it the other day. Um, he's like, oh, my, my stocks are, are up right now. It's just really fun. And it's just, it's insane to me because obviously it can go down and it can yeah, be devastating. Yes. But it's insane to me right now. A lot of people that you see, like some people I follow on Instagram, they post, you know, their stocks going up and you see like plus 600%, whatever yep. it is. And I'm just like, this is, it's almost, in a way, it's dangerous. It's oh, super it's totally fun. Dangerous. But it's like the risk is the reward. So, the, like, this is the interesting thing. So, like, David Day Traders always saying stocks only go up, which is obviously not true. Uh, but it's, it is true if you're, David Day Trader, I guess. I don't know. You got the five million dollars. You got to the spend. five million bucks, and you're <laughs> you're not reporting losses, I guess. Um, and you know, what do you have? Like four minutes left here before we break. What do That's we got? correct. Yeah. Okay, so I can wrap this up in four. And it's, <laughs> I think this is just really interesting. So there was comments about this, where in one shape, I think it's fantastic that people like you and younger are getting into this because I was not anywhere near that when I was your age. Like I was barely. I was just going bar to bar, really. I have no idea what's going on. And I'm seeing teenagers sharing on Snapchat and on TikTok portfolio performance. And I think that it got started with crypto because a lot of teenagers understood crypto from their gaming experience. They were already using it offline to trade uh, money or random. Yeah, players, cards, all kinds of stuff. And so it was easy for them. The conversation that broke out, and this is also in the story about from Bloomberg, Davy Day Trader said he basically called out Warren Buffett and was like, "He's he's done. He's done. He's too old. He's done." And Warren Buffett obviously is you know maybe the greatest trader of our lifetime, fifth richest person in the world. And Davy Day Trader has beaten him over the last like three months, like pretty handily. And the question that came up, and I actually think there's some legitimacy here, is have people like and I I'm a guy who works in modern business. I'm involved with companies that are on the absolute cutting edge, not just in the tech they build, but the way that they form their businesses. Like for most of them, quarantine has been great. Their businesses are through the roof. They were remote anyway. Like this is just like validation for their theory. So that's another aside. Davey's theory was that the older generation is just not able to understand modern business, whether that's media or money. And normally my instinct is to say, you're out of your mind. That's just, you're just trying to troll because money's money. But when I look at, um, like I had a conversation with a guy, Jan Schwartz, who is the co-founder and CTO of another local company here that is, uh, it's called Swan, what is it? Swan Coin or BitSwan or something like that. It's a, it's a basically a Bitcoin saving company. And he was talking about how the value of cryptocurrency is completely wrong. People think of it the wrong way. Like Bitcoin is the only actual currency. The rest of them are not even currencies. What are they then? 
Well, they're technologies and applications that are built on top of a currency. So they're not currency. They're not investable. If you don't understand that, you can't invest in it. And there's trillions of dollars being invested in it, and there's billions of dollars being invested uh, on the other side of building it. And so it does beg the question, like, are we at this weird transformation where the way we invest and what we invest in and how we view equities is shifting and the way that businesses operate are shifting? Are older traders obsolete or not understanding the way the markets work? And is that something to do with the market being completely unpredictable right now? Or is it just all hogwash? And just too many idiots running around with money. I don't know the answer. I'm just I'm just trolling myself, I guess. Well, it also seems interesting to me because I feel like a lot of people my age, which is in the 20 and like a little younger, are always trying to save money or are broke and yeah. don't want to spend money. But I've noticed a lot of people my age, even with the little money that they have, they they're invest. trying to use that to build their investment. And I wonder, I think, and we'll end on this, I think the one thing about it that's particularly interesting to me is that the rationale for how, how and why you would invest is so different than the rationale of a 30, 40, 50, 60, 70-year-old. But in the past, it wasn't your decision. If you decided to invest as a 20-year-old, you were a smart kid, and we would give the money to someone at Raymond James who would manage your account as a smart 20-year-old with a long career ahead of you, so we're just going to let... It's going to be an aggressive stocks, and that's it. Now, that's not the case. You personally, Ashley, have the money in your in your pocket on your app, picking and choosing stocks based on what a million people on Reddit said. Right. So the rationale is is irrational. And the, the, the future will tell us whether or not your rations are right or not. I, and I tend to actually think that most of the young investors I see are making better picks than the older ones that I see. And maybe that's just because you use the technology you're investing in. You actually use it. You know what? You know the potential of what TikTok. What goes into it. Right. So... Interesting conversation. I didn't expect it, but this is fantastic. We're going to take a, another break. We're going to come back with speaking of startups. We're going to come back with a startup showcase pitch from a company that I think you guys will all get a kick out of. I'll tweet that out as well as Top Sub Trader. Be back right after this. Welcome to the startup showcase portion of the show. We've got Carolyn Schwaka. She is, um, oh, we got It's By You as the company. Sweet. Uh, can you real quick actually pull up It's By You? It's republic.co slash probably it's dash by dash you. Uh, but just try to find it on there and put it up here. I will tweet this out for everyone to see so you can see the terms. Uh, Carolyn, how are you doing? Can you hear me? Yes. Oh, Hello? Yes. How are you doing? I'm great. How are you? I am hanging in there. It's uh, another quarantine weekend. Um, yes. <laughs> so uh, here's how we do this. We have one minute to make the pitch for the company, and then... Um, I am going to ask you a couple questions about It's By You, and we can go through the whole opportunity that the audience has, and uh, if there's any other random comments or things that we should know, we can learn it there. So why don't you give us the minute pitch? Sure. So It's By You is a company that's ending flower waste through Farm Direct floral subscriptions, and uh, a lot of people don't realize that um, most flowers, or actually over 50% of all flowers that are grown are never sold at farm level. And so what we're, we've been doing is putting together curated uh, subscriptions that contain everything that you need to make your own flower arrangements at home. So the flowers, tools, containers, and streaming video lessons. And we curate these flowers from uh, flowers that would normally be thrown away. 
not because there's anything wrong with them, uh, but because they were overstock at farm level. So these are the same flowers that go into high-end hotels, um, into embassies, all these places, but that um, it's just there's too many of them that are growing at a certain at a certain period of time. And so we're basically creating a whole new market from flowers that would normally be wasted. Uh, this is actually one of the companies, I would call this a sleeper, because these are one of the companies that we see that people are sort of like, uh, that's a thing. And you're like, that's the thing that people get super, super rich with, because they understand <laughs> that this is like this is reality. But I was just thinking about it as you were talking about our wedding. And it was like, there was our wedding, and then there was another wedding, and all of the flowers were like left behind as soon as we were done. And the next one had all new flowers. And I watched them just dump like it's just gone. Mm-hmm. And, and I just, I feel like people don't realize how much waste is in that industry. And also like, a f- like flower shops and things like that. Like how much do they have to buy without actually knowing who's going to drop it and, and buy stuff? Like it's right. the and, whole and, thing and is unpredictable. Yeah, figuring out that and that end of the value chain is not really where we're playing. Where we're playing is right in the beginning of the value chain, where the at the farm level. So, um, you know, figuring out how much flower shops have left over or unused flowers or leftover flowers from a wedding, um, you know, that's kind of that's really really messy and and uh, <laughs> um, and complicated. But we're, what we're concerned about is the flowers at the very beginning of the value chain. So at the farms, the flowers that are being thrown away, when they're freshest, when they're newest, when they're ready to be sent anywhere. Um, and so, uh, yeah, we're, we're all about rescuing the flowers at the very beginning. Well, I guess the reason I brought that up was uh, more about the fact that if you imagine how much goes wasted here, this is the stuff that like actually made its way to the market. Like just it's a fra- it's a fraction. And so at the front level, at the farm level, I can only imagine how absolutely like ins- there has to be. I don't even think I can imagine. I'm sure you have some kind of a number, but I cannot mm-hmm. even imagine how much gets wasted. We had a guy on from, um, I'm blanking on the company's name, but it was an ag tech company, and their whole purpose was trying to reduce the waste of food that's completely edible, but for whatever random reason, it's it's not it does not make its way to the markets. Um, and that was a multi-billion, $50 billion industry itself. So tell us a little yeah. bit about this, like what the what the market opportunity is, how you make money, um, what the end, like what the actual scale looks like for you. Yeah. So it's funny that you bring up the food waste because a lot of people are comparing us to like imperfect foods, um, which also just raised a ton of money. Um, they're all about the ugly fruits and vegetables. Um, and like I mentioned, there's nothing wrong with our flowers. Our flowers are actually perfect. Um, but the, uh, the global floral industry is a $48 billion industry. And in the United States, it's a $16 billion industry. And what we're really doing, though, through our business uh, is uh, we're looking at um, it's, it's uh, subscriptions for the home and also subscriptions for businesses. So we want people to have more flowers in their lives more often because flowers are actually good for you. It's uh, scientifically proven through uh, studies from Harvard and Texas A&M and all these really great universities that um, flowers actually do make you happier. They make you healthier. They make you stress less. Um, they make your space neater. Um, and it all has to do with the psychology of flowers. So your brain on flowers is a happy brain. And so we're actually growing the space for flowers to be sold. Um, a lot of flower companies focus on gifting. And we're really focused on, uh, on home decor or on decor for restaurants, hotels, and places like that. 
Um, and we do that on a subscription basis. So the way that it works is that you go to itsbyu.com and that's itsbyu.com and you choose the arrangement that you would like to make. You choose your style and we send you the vase, the shears, everything that goes with that style first. And then you start getting curated seasonal flowers that come to your door on a regular basis. Um, so you could get the flowers uh, once a week, once every other week, once a month, and you make it yourself just following our video lessons. And it takes about 15 minutes to make, and you have an awesome arrangement that you made for half the price of a florist, and you're doing it with rescued flowers. I absolutely love this for a multitude of reasons. Um, <clears throat> I want to talk about the the business side of it and what all needs to get done to actually scale and grow the business. But <clears throat> as an, as a person who is married to a beautiful, wonderful wife who is incapable of keeping flowers alive for more than five minutes, uh, we were just joking. We were looking at a house the other day and it was like, that it has beautiful vegetation and there's like literally like gardens. I was like, Oh, those poor garden boxes. <laughs> she's going to kill me if she's listening, which she's probably not. So it's fine. <laughs> but it's true. A lot of people, don't understand how to keep flowers alive. And it's a, a thing where you'll spend a hundred dollars plus on an arrangement for a gift. And the person is ecstatic in that minute. And then afterward you just sort of forget, like once you pour the little packet that they give you into the water, you sort of leave it. And then you're like, Oh, it's so pretty. And you fill it up one more time. And then after that, you don't care. And this like hundreds <laughs> of dollars of thing just dies in front of you. And it loses all of the luster, all the smells, all the reasons that, that you wanted it in the front. And if you could find something on a subscription that, because I personally, I love flowers. I would love to have flowers in every room of the house constantly. That probably sounds weird for people who know me. They're like, that doesn't seem right. It is true. Um, but I'm not going to pay 50, 60, 80, 100, $200 for floral arrangements to be delivered to me every single day, every single week. If you could use essentially, uh, recycled is the wrong word, but the, you know, your version of this and have, not quite such a heavy payload and you get the benefit it's a win 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 for everybody you don't even feel pressure yeah. to keep it going absolutely yeah it's a um, we wanted to create a good company from beginning to end so we only um source from fair trade farms eco-friendly farms um and this is coming predominantly from our farms in ecuador colombia california and california um and everything is shipped right to the customer's door. Um, so we actually never take inventory of those flowers. Like um, we are working with the farms based on the data of what they have that's overstock. And, um, and then we, my sister is my business partner um, and she's our chief product officer and an award-winning floral designer. And so she's curating a couple months ahead based on the data that the, fl- that the farm has as to what flowers will be growing we create the recipes and then the farm actually, um, they cut the flowers, um, you know, uh, to, to our specifications and then they wrap them by hand and ship them to you directly via FedEx. So we actually, um, we cut out all the middlemen from the process. So we're saving uh, you a lot of money and we're putting more uh, money in the farms in the, in the pockets of these farms that are really doing a lot to help take people out of poverty. Um, and in fact, our, um, our farms that we work with in the Andean mountains have taken about a quarter of the population out of poverty. So it's a win, win, win for everyone involved. And, uh, you know, we're monetizing this product that would normally be wasted. I really like this. I, I'm not <laughs> kidding. I, I really, I think that this is a gigantic business. Um, I, I don't really have anything else to say. Like from the top of this down, I just, I really am a, a fan. Cause I, I know, well, I just like, I know this, 
I don't know the industry, but I know the the demand and I know the use case and I know some founders from companies that have been in the space like Lux Bloom is one um, that we mm-hmm. know well. I love Lux Bloom because it makes a flower that I don't have to touch for like six months. Um, but generally speaking, I, I mean, I've talked to a ton of people about this and there is no matter what the market conditions, people will buy flowers no matter what, always, whether it's to yeah. be happy or to be sad, they buy flowers. We found that flowers are, um, and if you look at, you know, when we were doing uh, the business plan behind this and we we're like, well, let's look across history and see, you know, how does recession affect flower sales? And actually flowers are recession proof, uh, no yes, matter what. Are people continue to buy flowers um, and because, you know, life goes on, but it's also one of the things when you see them, they genuinely make you happy. So um, there was a study out of Harvard that um, uh, was done by a psychologist and she, um, she decided to study flowers because when she was having, um, when she was having clients, you know, come into her office and they might be down in the dumps about, you know, a variety of things, but they would look at the flowers and smile both male, female, everyone, you know, and, and they would, that would be the thing that they would do. And so she got to studying flowers and she saw that flowers are one of the only things that create a genuine smile. Um, and so um, we actually, through our experience that people have of making their own arrangements through our kits, um, we're actually doing a form of, it's called horticultural therapy. So um, putting together your own flower arrangements um, really helps you to calm down. It helps you pull away from the screen as well. We're in, in front of the screen all the time now. So you're interacting with nature. You're bringing nature into your home. Um, these wonderful bursts of color that do wonderful things to our brain and make us happy. Um, it's um, And then the scent and, and just having these flowers in your house and seeing how they how they change every day as well. It's almost like having a pet. And um, and another great thing about the business, too, is because we're a subscription, so we do cut flowers. And so no matter what, cut flowers will eventually die. And then you have to have them replaced. So um, that's where our subscription comes in. So you're always getting something new and cool. Uh, you're always learning something new, too. This is awesome. I literally uh, was quiet for the last eight seconds because I was just filling out my investment on Republic. I just, I just, I, I'm not kidding. I, love it. I just invested 500 bucks. <laughs> I'll share it on Twitter for everybody. Uh, I, I think this is great. I'm not kidding. That's. I'm going to start at 500 bucks. We're in the middle of buying a house. We'll see what happens. We'll see. Oh yeah. I might have more money left. I might not. But I love. I absolutely love this this business model. Uh, can you just for people who are listening? Can you talk a little bit about? Uh, who's been a part of the business, who's invested in the business, uh, any sort of metrics you have, money raised. Uh, talk about the yeah. campaign itself a little bit so we can shed some light. I had the fortune of looking this over before you called, so I was ready to go. But for those listening, tell yeah. us a little more. Yeah, so actually um, the, the team behind it, um, as I mentioned, so um, I actually have a background in uh, digital media business development. So I actually built the digital media businesses for Sesame Street, for Scholastic, so all sorts of interactive media. So that's where my specialty is. I used to also be an investment banker. My sister, um, she's an award-winning floral designer um, and also an educator. And then our COO, um, Frank, he's been in the business for about 35 years. He actually is the president of the largest floral association in the United States and uh, runs four flower farms in California. Um, he's kind of like the godfather of one of the godfathers of the floral industry. And uh, we had started off, we were part of the Techstars Target Retail Accelerator in Minnesota. 
um, a few years ago. And so Target is actually invested in our company. So we're looking at a, potentially some uh, retail opportunities um, with places like Target. Um, it's a tiny little company, in case you don't know, people listening, it's a little red dot company. You, you might have seen it. <laughs> They're really wonderful. Like, oh, you they know, are. Their venture team's invested design. in a bunch of the Techstars companies that have been on the show. They are one of the yeah. best partners. We have connected them with uh, one of the companies that was literally, you probably know because they're campaigning with you, Sienna Sauce. Uh, we try to make intros yep. there. Uh, to them, as well as locally here, Tiesta Tea, um, a whole bunch of Limitless Coffee. We know them well, love them very much. So when I saw that they invested in you in Techstars, I was already like, okay, so she's legit. <laughs> and uh, we're also invested in by um, Gotham Gal. Um, so Joanne Wilson, uh, she's kind of, uh, she's a, a, a big thing, one of the top uh, female angel investors. Uh, we're invested in by Genevieve Sears, who's the founder of Sitter City. I know you Another guys are based out of, of Chicago. Hers. Yep, big friend so, of the show. Yep, Jen's a, also a good friend of mine. I, I went to high school with her, actually. Oh, wow. So <laughs> yep. we should have started uh, with that and just done stories. <laughs> yep. <laughs> um, and so... Uh, you know, we have some really great people behind us, um, and you know, we're we're really excited. We have a, a book in the works. We might have a TV show in the works too. So, what we're trying to do is like really blow open this world of flowers in a way that you know uh, people may not have realized before. And it's something that we all are attracted to, but no one knows anything about them. Um, it's kind of skipped a generation. So we're kind of uh, we we have this whole different view that we're taking on flowers and uh, trying to introduce people to it in a whole new way. Um, yeah, and uh, we've uh, so so far uh, we raised about a million dollars, um, and this was through our pre-seed round um, and friends and family. So about a total of a million dollars. Uh, we'd like to raise an, you know another million dollars through Republic. Uh, we just launched our campaign recently. Um, and, uh, and so, yeah, we've been talking to some really great investors. We, we have some good people behind this. It sure sounds like it. I honestly, I have nothing to critique. I think Sam will reach out to you. My producer, Sam uh, will reach out to you and get you on the Instagram show that we do Technori pitch, um, Technori pitch reviews. I would love if you would participate in that because, uh, I, I just think this is one of those companies where I think most people would look at this and be like, Oh, what? It's like. What is, wait, what do you do? And then like the way that you have articulated the business makes so much sense. And then in, in addition to that, your understanding of how media will play a role in this is like the the icing on the cake. Like I'm glad you said that after I already hit invest because I would have put more money in. So uh, thank you so much for taking the time and, and, and calling in. Uh, this has been a lot of fun. And, and I truly, I really, I'm going to check your stuff out immediately. I love it. Thanks so much. I really appreciate it. This has been a lot of fun. Uh, where do people go to buy it right now? How do people sign up right now? Sure. Um, or so invest. To buy, yeah. Okay. So um, on Republic, uh, you could just search for It's By You, and that's spelled I-T-S-B-Y-U. And um, if you want to just come on over to our site, you can go to itsbyyou.com. And so that's I-T-S-B-Y-U.com. And you could also follow us on Instagram. Um, I actually curate our, our Instagram um, site. So you're hearing right from the founders. Um, so that's also ITSBYU. Um, and we're going to be doing a lot of really cool stuff in the near future, including um, having a lot of um, Facebook Live and Instagram Live. We're going to be showing people how to do floral design. Uh, we're going to be really 
you know, blowing the doors open in the floral world. So, I, I, dig um, it. Yeah. I can't wait to see it. I dig it. All right. Thank you awesome. so much, Caroline. Great. Thank you. Take care. Of course you too. All right, folks, uh, you can follow Bye. all. Yeah. See you later. Uh, you can follow all the madness here. I'm going to share the investment, the page and everything else. I love this company as a user and an investor. Uh, I will share it on my Twitter at Katoon. You can follow all the rest of the Technori stuff at Technori, technori.com. Get the newsletter. You see our new Technori pitch. If you haven't, you've got to check it out. I'll talk about it after the break. We'll take one break. Come right back. Wrapping the show up here, as I mentioned before, really like that uh, that company that just pitched on. It's by you. Uh, I invested in them just now. I like them that much. If you haven't checked it out, uh, we keep this show political free, so we'll tell you to go to technori.com if you're interested. Uh, I had, a, well, you heard her. Uh, Tyla Simone Creighton was on this show uh, for Sienna Sauce. I have tasted it. She, she made good. She delivered it. It was amazing. So you should check that out, SiennaSauceCo.com. Um, had her on my show on Instagram. And for those of you who are watching or listening to the show right now, maybe you don't know about this, we interview these founders offline on our YouTube channel. All of this is available at Technor.com. You just go to the YouTube channel. You can see the extended version. Tyler Simone absolutely blew my mind so much so that I wrote a blog piece about my reflection of a 16-year-old black female founder who just, I mean, I learned more from her than I did from every 45-year-old I know. And I wrote my reflections on that, and I think it's important everyone read it. So check that out. Um, it's all over my Twitter and Technori's Twitter and Instagram, so you can probably find it pretty quickly. What we did next was called Pitch Reviews, Technori Pitch Reviews, and it's on Instagram. And I don't know if you guys are Instagram people. I wasn't. Now I am. It's really fun. Essentially, you have the, the, the interviews that you hear here on the show. We move them over to YouTube, where we get to talk a little bit deeper and ask, well, deeper. I say words I'm not allowed to say in the air is really what I'm getting at. Um, and then the, the, the founder calls me on my phone, FaceTime, and they have one minute to make a pitch, like the real deal. Like you got 60 seconds to elevator pitch me before I hang up on you. And then I hang up and I do a review. And the review is basically like this, but way more in depth. I have the numbers in front of me. I have the ability to tell you what I think of the founder, what I think of the investment, and I rate it. So, like, I will just give you the rating as a sample right now, okay? I have four, four things that I look for. This is what you'd get on Instagram. Four things I look for. On that founder, co-founder, do they have the it factor? Do they know the business? Are they a person who would presumably be able to accomplish the goals that they're saying? Like, if I could pick anyone to run that company, would it be Caroline? I don't know enough yet. We'll, we'll have her call in, but let's just say, for the sake of argument, I do. I think her and her sister and the team are legit, Okay. Do I think there's a there there? Do I think there's enough people who would get into this? Oh my God. Every hotel, Target clearly saw it. Every hotel, every place on the planet who has flowers can now get more of them cheaper. So done and done. So that's done. Do I think that the brand and the whole thing is like that they could do it? Like, is it real? A hundred percent. I mean, you heard me talk about it. You heard her talk about it. That's obvious. The number one question, the end of the day, comes down to, will I get my money back? And I 100% think that this company gets acquired by one of the major players, whether it's AgTech or Target, anyone who wants to get into e-commerce with Floral, they crush it. So I am in, 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 rating for this pitch, 8.4, that is my rating for this pitch. That's it, folks, technory.com, check it out. We'll see you maybe next week, maybe forever. We'll see you later.